Welcome everyone to the Art of Ministry Cafe. So come and grab a comfy couch and have a sit down. There's actually still some great food around if you want. There's some pancakes, I think, being cooked over there. I think there's a new batch there. So uh, yeah, come and grab a, grab the comfiest seat you can and, and uh, yeah, come and have a chat. Today we're actually going to look at the arts and the gospel in Adelaide and what could be the future of some things we could do. And uh, here in the cafe is Lockie. So, Lockie, did you get the uh, the OJ like I did? Uh, no, I actually just got a flat white. <clears throat> actually, ah. thanks. Um, is, is there any of those cookies left? Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Awesome. I, uh, I left, yeah, I left some. I, I left some for you. I, I, I think there's a few left. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I had my eye on them, but I, I thought, no, I, I, I've already had about four or five. So I think that's going too far. So, but, Got to draw uh, a line somewhere. <laughs> you have to draw a line somewhere. exactly. So um, today we're going to have a look at the arts in Adelaide, the arts and the gospel in Adelaide. What are some things that that we uh, could do? What are some plans, some ideas, some of some events, opportunities? You know, what what's out there? What what can we do as you know collaboratively as a community? But before we get onto that, um, Lockie is going to lead a little bit of a chat with us on. Perhaps some of the things that have worked well, some of the things that we've seen uh, leading up to now. So, Lucky, I'll hand over to you and and I'll chime in a bit uh, at some point. Yeah, I, I should say the if if you're listening and you're kind of going, well, I'm not from Adelaide, so it doesn't really matter. That's it's not really what we're looking at doing. We we really wanted this to be um, a a sort of a an episode where we were just playing the dreamers game we're just mm. talking about what what has worked what's working great at the moment and what is possible so um what we would what we're hoping we can do tonight is actually talk about some ideas that people no matter where you are would go oh that's actually really awesome and mm. whether it's something that has worked here well before or if it's something we're just saying we wish this happened but it hasn't mm. um maybe you're in a situation where it's more viable maybe um, there's there's rich benefactors where you live that might be able to help out, or there's just a really <laughs> strong scene in in the arts. But, but yeah, let's let's talk about history. Um, so uh, when we were sort of throwing around ideas, we were saying, all right, well, should we perhaps start by saying things that are working well at the mm. moment in in arts in Adelaide? And I I was um, saying. I actually struggle a little bit because I know a bunch of things that have worked well previously, mm. many of which aren't happening so much anymore. Um, mm. And so, I mean, there, there are good things happening at the moment. So uh, on the show already, we've we've talked about um, the Heart Song Festival um, and uh, heard a little bit of the, the good news and the stuff happening there. Um, we also have had um, Ben come on and talk about uh, Stone Table Books, uh, which is mm. sort of, predominantly working with uh, local Christian authors, um, not exclusively, but predominantly. Um, and so there are some things happening and, you know, we're hoping to be able to get the word out about some of those things. But what are some of the things that have happened previously around the Adelaide scene that maybe we miss now, maybe we wish were still running? Mm. Um, and I, I had a few things that I thought of. And the first one, going back a fair way, um, there was a huge Australian, uh, like Adelaide Christian music scene mm. a couple of decades back. Um, there's, uh, for those who are old enough, you may remember the days when um, uh, Amy Grant was basically the best of Christian music and then uh, DC Talk landed with Jesus Freak and suddenly everyone's mind was a bit blown because the idea that music could be awesome and Christian <laughs> sort of mm. way with it. And immediately in Adelaide, it sort of exploded and there was about 70 Christian bands and they're all called things like Bob Jemima and Soup and Toast and Dewey Dell and all kinds of extraordinary things. Um, in-House Fish, I think, was another one I liked. Yes, I remember In-House Fish. A lot of, yeah, yeah, and a lot of those have faded away. You, get, you keep meeting people who are clergy who were part of these bands back in the day. Mm. Um but the scene isn't anywhere near so strong or explosive as it was. And in some ways that's a shame. It's some, some things like that come and go and you understand that. But, yeah, we, we used to have this really incredibly strong 
uh, Christian music scene that you could just go out on any given night and there'd be a whole bunch of play- bands playing in whatever music genre you wanted. Like is that every- everything from scuttle punk to um, hardcore to you know, right through to um, sort of folky Irish stuff. Um, lucky, yeah, lucky. Just what, what, that's such a good point. I remember that. What happened? I wonder why that isn't happening anymore. Do you, do you think there's a reason why we, we see less of this? I think there was an explosion um, when people realised what was possible. Hmm. Um, and my guess is that just over time people just end up going on to do other things. I mean, there's only so many people who are musos um, who make a living permanently out of it. So hmm. most most people are doing it on the side. And I, I would guess that there was just this whole wave that were just struck by what was possible at that point um, that all started these bands and things like that. And then eventually life just got in the way. People ended up getting other jobs, moving to other cities. And um, so the, the wave sort of faded a bit, I would think. And there are um, certainly still Christian bands around. Um, but, yeah, just that that massive wave we have has certainly dropped away and we... we there's a lot of people who were in bands but not aren't anymore, you know? Mm. I, I know that there's been discussion about, uh, I mean, sometimes people point to COVID and go, well, that that didn't have a very good effect on live music. But even before that, it was some people pointed <laughs> to the internet and said that's becoming more a virtual experience and having an iPod in your pocket, There's it's it's very difficult now to, yeah, as you say, see the same kind of focus on gigs and and live music. Yeah. A lot of the times it's, well, I've got an iPod in my car and, and I just stream stuff now and, uh, you know, life's busy so I don't get out much as, as much as I used to perhaps. Yeah, maybe there's something there with the internet as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking I might touch on TikTok a, bit, a little bit later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk about some of the other, other things around. Um I mean, drama is one that um, is particularly close to my heart, and there used to be <clears throat> a number of different quite creative things that happened. So two that I remembered, um, there was a Christian drama group called Company of Sinners that would actually go around and do explicitly Christian shows. Um, and it, it wasn't that, that didn't mean they were sort of doing a tea tale drama. They had these quite edgy, interesting, well-written drama things that they would do in a range of situations. Sometimes it would be in um, churches, but sometimes it would be in schools, sometimes it would be in all kinds of places. Mm. Um, and that was going for a while and they did all kinds of shows um, and I know a few people were involved in that. Mm. Um, and I also remember there have been churches and I don't see them so much anymore, but there have been churches that actually had established drama teams Um and Holy Trinity in the city was one example that they actually, for a number of years, mm. had a drama team that I, I got to be part of that was um, it basically had this sort of cycle running that um, you, you'd have about two or three months' notice and then people would be brainstorming dramas and writing dramas for, for a particular talk to highlight what was being talked about. And so then you would get every two or three weeks when you're doing the the talk on a Sunday, and this is a big church, so you're talking two services with about two to 300 people each, um, there would be this drama that sort of highlights or brings out some point or throws out a challenge for the audience. And I, I, it was so powerful. I mean, it, it had its moments when things didn't work, but it was so powerful when it did. And I just, I don't see it much in churches anymore. You know, I don't mm. see people using drama not in a consistent way, not in anyone saying we're going to invest in having a team, you know. Mm. I don't know if mm. you've seen anything different, John. Well, I was actually scouring the internet tonight and I noticed that uh, influencers now called Futures Church had The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, uh, I think in t- around 2018 yeah. or something. And I thought, oh, that's something you don't see very often. So maybe maybe there's something in that. Maybe there's there's more opportunities to... To, to, you know, show, you know, um, uh, well, I guess it's also a movie now, but show uh, the production style uh, and touch on gospel themes in that. Yeah. 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 And I've seen special events happen every now and then like that, you know, someone does that or Godspell is another one that I've seen a few churches do. 
Mm. Um, uh, or I've, I've actually, there was a wonderful guy that came to town uh, a few years ago and I saw him do his thing. That He basically had memorised, pretty sure it was the Gospel of Luke. Goodness, that's a lot. It was one of the Gospels. <laughs> He'd memorised the whole thing. And I, I actually went on. Um, as a inspired by that, I actually went on on one camp I was doing to to memorize the Gospel of Mark and do it as a spoken word story. But that's that's probably a, a story for another time. But yeah, there's there's been there's interesting things that people will do as like a one off event that someone comes in. Um, but yeah, you don't necessarily see so much done in a consistent way. Yeah, and, um, and I know I know you mentioned uh, I might be preempting things here, but you mentioned Mad Camp. Uh, as something that you used to get involved with, uh, I remember. Uh, I reckon I'm trying to remember whether we even caught up at one point at Mad Camp, but I went there to help with some cartooning. But yeah, do you want to explain what Mad Camp is? Yeah, you you literally read my mind because that was going to be my <laughs> next breath. Um, yeah, um, Mad Camp. Uh, I I loved Mad Camp so hard. It was a scripture union ministry. Um, MAD st- is with a double D, stands for Music, Art, Dance, Drama. Yeah. Um, it was a camp where you would take creative Christian kids away. They didn't have to exclusively be Christian, but they just, it was an understanding this was a Christian camp. There were talks and things during it. So they were very upfront about this is what, this, this is what you're getting. So, you know, if, if you're still in, then come along. No, and, and it was a, it was this mix because, um, you would have, mornings where there would be some kind of um, Christian-themed talk. Um, Mm. And generally, because it was a creative crowd, it would be something a little bit out of the box sometimes. Um, And then during the days, you would actually split off when each of the kids that came would pick one of the four streams. So you've got music, art, dance, drama, and they would pick one and they would basically spend the entire time playing around in that space and coming up with basically a few different acts. Like some, they would do other stuff as well. They would do sort of workshops and and skill things and stuff just for fun. But a big part of it, they would come up with these um, sort of skits or dance pieces or whatever um, or art pieces that they could show. Um, and then throughout the course of it, they would rehearse these in practice and there'd also be a, a few that the the whole camp would do together as a big item. And then there was a final night where rather than the, the parents just turning up and picking up their kids and going home, there was actually a concert on. Mm. Um, and so during the, the night they would come in and they would basically, the parents would be treated to a bit of a, this is this is what your kids can do. Mm. Um and not not every it was another one like anything creative. It was the times that you know the, we had acts that didn't work and things like that. And there were good years and bad years, but there were times when acts in that we had in some of those concerts were literally the, like the best thing I have ever seen anyone do in creative arts ministry. They were just brilliant and spine chilling at times. Wow! Um, and it was, it was fantastic because. A lot of these kids were country, so um, what we call the mid-north here in South Australia, which is um, sort of a rural, basically farming region, Um, you know, it's a few hours out of the nearest big town. And a lot of those kids wouldn't necessarily have a a big appreciation of their artsy skills where they're from. Mm. Um, And so they might be the one of only, you know, a, a handful, if not the only arty kid at their school. Mm. Um, and one of the wonderful things about Mad Camp is you'd go away and it would just feel like your people if you were yes. creative. And that was my that was my feeling when I went. I'm like, these are my people. Where have I been all this time? Like, why have I missed this? You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, and they were great because they just you you got to be part of this community of people who thought the same. You could basically talk about you know you have all these amazing skills. Let's think about how you could use it, not just for fun, not just hobby stuff, which you can definitely do, but how could you use these to communicate faith ideas, you know, yeah. and, and talk about that sort of stuff. And it was just, it was great and it doesn't ha- happen anymore. They've, they've sort of fallen by the wayside in recent times and it's such a pity. Mm. 
Yeah, you know, whenever when you when you mention things like this, it makes me think. I wonder if there's a a way of research, you know, like a resurgence, a way of starting something like this again, or something similar to it. Um, and and if you're listening to this right now in another city in in Adelaide, uh, it's you know in South Australia, or if you're in uh, interstate or even overseas, you might want to think about in your own town. Uh, what what are some things that you've experienced? you know, in, in Christianity, in the arts and uh, in that sort of setting? And, and what are some things you'd like to do now? Maybe bring, is it is there a chance to bring something back or a chance to, to start something new? Uh, there seems to be a lot of different ideas that we could really float around. But, yeah, certainly with Mad yeah. Camp, I, I loved going there and I, I taught cartooning there. Uh, but one thing I loved is I could see all of the different people enjoying all the different activities, you know, mine was just one little thing happening, but all around me, there was drama, there was all sorts of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great to see that community get together and, and create something. Yeah. 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 No, it was just awesome. It was awesome to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have anything else in your list or anything? Or? I, I think that's my that's that's the list I'd come up with of things that have happened. I mean, we took we touched on things that are happening at the moment, you know, Heart Song and Stone Table. Mm. Um, and they have been a delight to see and be part of it to some extent with Stone mm. Table for me and Heart Song himself. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, they're they're the sort of things I there are a lot of things that I remember that I'm like, I wish we could see more of that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it's it's worth us just starting to brainstorm and talk about what what are some ideas that we would that maybe have been have half happened or we would just love to see happen and we you know wish it could. Yeah. Well, let me kick off. Maybe there's a few different ideas that I had jotted down, and uh, I think probably the first one I'd like to go to is uh, looking, I guess, at what people have, I guess, hungered for in this podcast, I've found quite a bit has been looking at the performance and dramatic uh, and theatre-like ideas. And even though it's not a world I've spent a lot of time in, and so I can't really claim uh, authority around, you know, I suppose, how to go about creating a, a large-scale production and things, it's something that seems to be very attractive, very big experience. The amount of people who go and see a performance is still really large. Um, mm. People often talk about the whole Taylor Swift thing or, you know, Mary Poppins was on in Adelaide. You know, uh, there was almost, no matter where I went, people were going to these performances. And uh, the, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, you know, just as Futures Church did, you know, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, Maybe there's more opportunity out there to to create a dramatic performance or to create something along that theme and show gospel ideas in in the performance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whether it's um, I'd like to, I suppose, the see one of the things like the Mark drama happen more, perhaps, or or even, and this is a bit of an idea out of the box. I, I love Handel's Messiah, something like that at Christmas time, but maybe something a little different with it. So is there something visual we can do alongside it or something dramatic we can do alongside that that music? You know, something that's really creative and, and different, you know, using using uh, whether it's um, uh, people on stage or using something with a giant screen, uh, you know, that there's, it feels like that there's an opportunity to do something really different in Adelaide. They seem to be quite embracing of the arts. So mm. um, I suppose the first idea would be what can we do in a performance and dramatic and, and theatre-based uh, performance realm? So either in a church or renting out a, a theatre or you know, and running something that that you could really tell the gospel through. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's um, a comedian that I really love and appreciate called Stephen Hilaire, mm -hmm. um, who did uh, a, probably about sixty percent of one of the gospels mm. as an hour long comedy show. Right. Uh, 
Um, and it was superb. It was so I got I have it on DVD. Mm. Um, and it was so much fun. And he had just sort of this mix of jokes. And he sort of mentioned on the DVD our extras that he gets a little bit of flack for for doing comedy from the gospels, but it was just so cleverly done, and he always, always took Jesus very seriously, but made the disciples sort of dumb. Um, mm, but it was yeah. just, it was, it was brilliant. It was like pop culture references and all kinds of things. And I would love to see more of that. I'd love to see not just sort of tea tale dramas and stuff that's too cliched, but cleverly crafted, well thought through. Um, yeah, like a fringe show with a with a gospel heart. You know, that would be great. Well, the fringe. That's an excellent opportunity because you can pretty much put on a show of so many different things and people come along so yeah yeah have you you ever been involved in a fringe show yourself i have yes i did uh, amateur theater for a number of years so we've we have i've even been involved in something with a bit of a gospel bent in that we um i used to be part of an acapella choir and they they did a fringe show and that had um quite a a Christian theme to it. Um, yeah. And so that was really interesting space to work in. I knew um, that. I should um, just, yeah, you go. Yeah. Sorry, I was just about to say, I should just quickly explain to anyone who's listening who has no idea what the fringe is, um, just from, from further afield. Um, Adelaide has an annual festival, um, and there used to be a festival of the arts that ended up getting very posh and very expensive, and you had to spend a, an incredibly large amount of money to um, put on any kind of show or be involved. And then there was this sort of backyard thing called The Fringe that started up at the same time that was all the pleb shows that didn't have the money to be involved in that and were just all the street theatre and, like, tiny little venues and stuff like that. And that ended up getting so massive that the Festival of the Arts very sheepishly merged with it. Um, And so Mm. now every year the, The Fringe has, like, the Adelaide has this festival which is just like hundreds of different theater shows and musical acts and all kinds of things that happens yeah. um, actually it's not every year i think it might be every second year but it's it's a regular thing so yeah and, and maybe if you if you're listening maybe there's a, an opportunity if, if there's an arts festival or performance-based uh, festival out there maybe that's something that you could get involved in and, and have some ideas amongst people at church you know maybe there's a show you could run yeah yeah yep yeah, so Lockie, what what was yours? What was your uh, idea? I'll I'll return fire. Yeah, I I and and <laughs> given we've sort of started off in the theatre space, um, not quite fringe wise, but um, I'm I sort of am cheating a little bit because uh, for a while I worked with um, Scripture Union for those who know the organisation and was put in put in charge of arts ministry and. Because there hadn't been anything like that before, part of my job was actually brainstorming ministries. Um, and for various reasons, we had our funding cut very quickly and I ended up um, finishing up in that position when some of these things were half done. But they're all ideas that I'm like, I would love to have seen this come to fruition. Um, and one of the projects we were working on was a thing called WordWorks. Um, and the idea was basically a free online Christian script database. Mm. And the principle was um, I myself and a number of people I don't know, including my brother who we've had on the show at one point and different people, um, if you're the creative person in your church or you're one of them, quite often you will end up um, being called on to do something dramatic and you might just bang out a script really quickly. You might write your own script that it talks about a particular issue or it's the Christmas script or whatever. Um, and generally you knock this thing out for a specific event, you drop it in a drawer or just hide it in a folder on your computer and you never think about it again. And mm. most of the most a lot of dramatic people will have like 10, 15 of these things just knocking around somewhere in a folder. Yeah. And so there is literally thousands of them out there. Um and they're probably never going to be looked to get at again by the person who wrote them. And so my idea was, could we put together a website that basically allowed people to upload them? Mm. So you might need to do a little bit of cleanup, just get them in a certain format. But basically with just all these ideas, you upload them. And the idea was the website had a number of things that tracked it, you know, would tell you, it would keep track of, how many people does this script need? What are the themes? So you could do like keyword searches and you could say, give me Christmas plays with five people. Um, you could say whether it was 
um, comedy or serious. Um, you could say, uh, are there lots of props needed? You, can, you know, all these sort of little bits and pieces of information. So people could search based on the sort of thing they were looking for. How long? Does it have multiple episodes? You know, lots of things like that. Um, and the idea also was it had a bit of a, a rating system, not to make anyone feel bad, um, but just so that stuff that everyone was using and saying this is really, really good would actually end up being um, promoted by the system. You know, the, mm, the, mm. the system would kind of say a lot of people have appreciated this and so it's been, it's like, you know, four and a half out of five rated. Yeah, so you can get a sense of just coming in there of saying what's good and what maybe needs a bit more work before it gets resubmitted, you know. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we just had this idea of just this database. And we, we put together about, I think it was about 100 scripts or something like that, maybe maybe 50, but um, just a whole mass of um, kids' talks and beach mission dramas and um, two-act, two-person um, radio plays for, uh, for, you know, just two people up the front and all these sort of things, and they were just freely available. And the idea was that was their sort of starting package. Um, and eventually we would just open it up so anyone who has those scripts knocking around could upload them. And eventually the idea would be that you would just have this database that you could jump on and say, I want a three-person um, Christmas script that's good for kids. Give me everything you've got. And you'd get a list of like 15 options and you could just go through, yep, that's what I want. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I, I love the idea of having a search bar where you can go, well, I have this, you know, this venue, this this kind of uh, space and I need this and whatever, and then it will just locate something. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those ideas that when, when we talked about it, every time you talk to someone about it, people are like, why hasn't someone thought of this before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we need to make it happen. Well, I'm, I'm going to um, I'm going to fire back my next idea. So I, I just liked your way you said fire back. So I'm going to fire back again. Yeah. Um, this one's very really changing things again, 100% from uh, some of our other ideas here. I want to see more arts and crafts groups. Now, I know it doesn't sound like exciting in lights kind of, you know, idea, but uh, the amount of times I've actually seen people go, I want to go do arts, I want to do do crafts, a lot of time they just want to talk to people and it's a time of getting together and communicating, you know, being in a place where you can just work on your own project or maybe someone from the front can lead something and people can choose to get involved or not. Uh, but I have seen these groups work incredibly well in in churches and also in even in a homeless shelter I used to work in. Um, I saw it work there and schools. So when I was a chaplain at a, a primary school, I set up a little art group just to see how it went, you know. And I had 60 kids at one point at lunchtime doing art projects. And yeah. I was blown away by this. And I was thinking, okay, you know, whether they're here because you know, this is a new novelty or whether they're really passionate or they're just checking things out, you know, it didn't really matter. People, there was a, you know, I never really hit the peak of 60 again, but there was a steady group and people just loved going in there and, and doing craft and doing art and and catching up and chatting and having, they knew it was a safe place too. And uh, yeah. I think there's a level of security and, you know, that these groups have. And they're wonderful places that you can really meet with people and talk and, you know, you may be the most significant company they have that week, you know, and it's a great time to, you know, to share the gospel with them as well and say, well, you know, um, this is a the church building we're meeting in and, you know, would you like to come on Sunday, you know, and uh, all that sort of thing, you know, and uh, learn about, you know, God's love for you and, and um uh, you know, we we might have a series on something going on, you know, that, that might be of interest to you. And, yeah, that I just see those opportunities as being possible. Yeah. Yeah. I I was very, for a few months I had the chance, um, someone gave me the idea because so many churches have like a an arts and crafts group happening somewhere. Mm. Um and I, I don't I don't do crochet or anything like that. I would normally associate with one of those groups. 
But I do have an extremely nerdy hobby um, mm. of painting little um, plastic army men. So I play oh, I a, love, a game. I love that. I love that stuff. It's yeah. just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Warhammer 40,000, if you've ever heard of the name, um, I, I paint those little models. And I have a, a sort of a cohort of some Christian, some non-Christian um, guys that I'll sort of play with and we, we all hobby. And someone put me onto the idea of, like, why don't we use craft group for for our painting and mm. so we actually got a group of that those sort of nerdy mod war gamers um to actually come along to the the sort of generally 60 plus um craft group at our church and we would just sit there with our our paint pots and paint these little models and and spend time there and that meant sometimes when they did a bit of a talk we were just there for it you know painting our models as it happened and things like that and i'm I, I didn't get the chance to carry on with it, partly because we moved away and it was harder to get there. But oh, I, I would have loved to have kept doing that. And so, yeah, have a, have a thought. If you have a, a, a sort of a an art and craft that's maybe a little bit out of the box, maybe think if you can broaden what church craft groups do. You know, see if you can use that to your advantage. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I love that. That's such a great life. You know, real life example as well of what's possible. So, yeah. um, yeah, I reckon you, I'll fire it over to you, Lucky. What, what's your next idea? All right, well, let's, let's talk art. Um, so I um, was part of, and we got a pilot program going, but it never went any further than that. We had an idea of basically being able to paint murals in public spaces mm. with a Christian theme. Um, so the idea would be that you could talk to, um, say, uh, um, it could be just something you did for churches, um, mm, but yeah. uh, it could also be something you did in public community spaces. Um, and with Scripture Union, we're actually looking at doing it in schools and working with um, local CPS workers, which is what we were calling chaplains at the time. I don't know what they're called now. They change it every few years. Um, <laughs> but... Um, um, uh, you know, and possibly with some of the Christian kids on the school and things like that. And with the school's blessing, like you would actually absolutely need to be for them to be okay with it. Um, we had a way of basically, we had like five or six mural templates. And the idea was we were, we were hoping to get more um, that had some kind of Christian idea. So um, some of the examples. Um, I'm quickly sort of jumping in. Uh, what have I got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, murals are amazing in the sense that uh, just as you look through that, they they were huge in Mount Gambia when I visited. I don't know if, if anyone's listening, if you're in Mount Gambia or if you visited, but around that area, uh, you can see them sort of in the streets, just like art and stuff uh on the the buildings and in the cafes it's it's just stunning and and we're starting to see it more in adelaide as well i i and also of course the in the country you see it on the grain silos you see all the the paintings if you visit our uh, yeah. facebook page you you know you'll you'll see on the art of ministry facebook page uh, some photos i took of of a recent trip uh up to that mount gambia and uh what you what you sort of see with murals on the way yeah well, some some of the ideas we had was we we had a picture of um, what we talked about as the mustard tree, um, which was this sort of enormous tree that had like birds nestling in the the branches, mm. um, and we had one that was um, uh, it, it, it was like the caption was different was not worse or better, and it was just a number of different faces of obviously different racial heritage, um, mm. just kind of talking about and and all of these had an, a sort of an optional if. Um, whoever you were doing it for was open to it, you could use it with a Bible verse. Um, and so the Bible verse that went with that one was, you know, do not mistreat foreigners who are living in your land, love them as you love yourself, which is Leviticus 19, um, 33 to 34. Mm. Um, and there was one about thankfulness and there was one about um, treat others the way you wish they'd treat you. And it's just a picture of kids in the schoolyard and someone's fallen down and one of the kids is offering him a hand up. Yeah. Um, and obviously that was, you know, that was a reference to the golden rule. Um, and there was one that was someone at a crossroads and he could go either way and one of, one road looks nice but ends up in stormy storm clouds and one that um, looks rough but ends up in the sun. Um, and it's just sort of sometimes the easy road isn't the right one. 
Um, mm. And that the verse we actually had was that was sort of a more of a reference to the narrow gate. Um, and so, yeah, we, we had these ideas of all these murals and we had a system whereby volunteers that might not necessarily be artists themselves, um, you could basically use a projector to print a stencil on a wall, like you painted a big empty square, used a projector to print um, an image and you sort of pencil it out and then volunteers could get, basically come in and paint this quite good quality mural yeah, um, with very little experience or, you know, artistic training or anything like that. Um, so you basically use volunteer teams to do art pieces for people. Yeah. Um, and we did a demo. So if you're... If you live in Adelaide and you've ever driven to the airport along um, Sir Donald Bradburn Drive, um, you may well have seen that there's a church um, called, um, uh, oh, no, I've completely forgotten the name. Oh. I just have one of those mental blanks. You said Green um, Hill Road? Uh, say- yes, Adelaide West Uniting, I think it is. Yeah, Adelaide, um, is that, uh, yeah, Adelaide West Uniting is the one towards the airport, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so on the wall of that one, um, there's a the, what we call the mustard tree mural. Yeah. Um, and that one has an interesting history if you actually talk to the people at the church. But um, and you, maybe you can jump on, uh, if you're in another country, you can jump on and, and Google Adelaide West Uniting um, and have a look in street view and you can see the, see the mural there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, a way we came up with basically you could do these sort of Christian-themed art pieces very easily um, mm. just with a volunteer team. Um, and our plan was to maybe do a whole bunch of these uh, wherever you could, and it would be a an inroad sort of um, making contact, either, you know, connecting a school and a church up um, uh, or, you know, doing something for a community network or something like that. So, yeah, we there was lots of things we were going to do with it. But, uh, yeah, it, it was another one of those ideas that never got the chance to really fly. There's a whole heap of resources for it, and it's it's not never gone anywhere. Yeah, I sometimes wonder whether, like, now is a really current time where this sort of thing could be possible because there's a much more move back towards art and murals uh, around Adelaide and especially around Port Adelaide. Uh, you just see so many of them now. There, there are people out there who every so often you see them driving in vans with, like, you know, mural creating vans, you know, like they, they go around and they do walls of, of corporate offices and everything. So maybe there's a swing back to that possibility. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, certainly yeah. love to see it. I'd love to see more of it. And, and there's certainly a, a, a real chance to be able to do that from a Christian angle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. going to fire back another one and uh for me now this one is pretty lofty i have to say this one is big it will require a lot of resources and a lot of people to get off the ground uh but i do think it's possible i think we've got the groundwork and the current status as a country (laughs) and perhaps even as a state to be able to do something in this and that is film. Um, we all like going to the movies, but more and more people are streaming, uh, you know, using different streaming uh, devices and uh, channels. Uh, and there's even a level to which there are free-to-air channels that are focusing more on, you know, series and things like that. I would love to see, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but I would love to see a multi-episode uh film adaptation of the book of acts and the reason i'd love to see this is because i do think you know you could do a certain amount maybe all or maybe a certain amount of the filming in australia and i think you could look at people uh going through acts and looking at the different casts of characters you know with paul looking at john and peter looking at the holy spirit and what he's doing through these people um and uh yeah i i think it's it would be a huge opportunity to showcase i guess not really showcase australia so much but but showcase uh you know a original 
um, adaptation of, of of acts and and the yeah. the story and the the different uh, areas. And I did have an idea of having Luke, um, you know, as um, kind of a, as a beginning. You could almost have sort of in the credits you have Luke. Uh, just sort of shown in summary almost and then have have Jesus talking to the disciples and then go forward through acts because I think we've we've seen you know with the passion and with with different movies uh about Jesus and and uh about biblical books there's a there's a real possibility of of doing something and I think the book of acts for me it just it has something that I think would be really interesting to put across in film oh so please direct yeah. it, Lockie, please. I'm putting it on your shoulders now. Oh, please, oh, please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I'm the person to direct it, but it's it's interesting because the thing I'm always wary of with um, televisations of things, like um, movie or TV show versions, is quite often the direction, and I don't know if it's just the director wants to make his own mark on it mm. or if the industry sort of says you have to give us something new and fresh and different that people haven't done before. Um, and so what that sometimes means with a Bible dramatisation is people take liberties. Mm. One of the things with Acts is I always feel like there's, it's one of those books that has depths that when you look into it, you kind of go, oh, there's a there's layers here that I hadn't even really registered. So one of the things I love with the dynamic between Paul and Peter is um, I have this thing that I sometimes talk to people about. I feel like in Peter, uh, in, in Paul, God was deliberately raising up someone who could take on Peter. Because Peter was the first of the disciples and who was ever going to question him? Mm. Um, and in the Jerusalem council, that you've got this moment, and I'm sorry if I'm talking over people's heads, but just come with me on the story. There's a, a moment in the in Acts when the church could have given up on this whole being different from Judaism thing and basically gone back to being a faction of Judaism. Um, and it was a lot of it was on how how Jewish are we? How Jewish do we expect everyone else to be? Um, and Peter was erring on the side of let's be Jewish. And Paul was the one that publicly called him out and said, you are, you are in the wrong, my friend, you know? Mm, mm, um, mm. and I, and I, I feel in the story, there's this element of God saying, I'm going to need to have someone who can take Peter on when he needs to, when he needs to pull his head in. Mm. Um, and it's got to be someone who's not one of the central disciples because all of them, no, Pete was put in charge and none of them are going to question him. Um, but it needs to be someone who knows his Bible backwards that isn't part of that cohort. And so, yeah, I, th I think there's sort of an interesting angles that you could do on that that would be really, really like bringing out depths that don't necessarily get touched on when people just read acts in bits and pieces. When yeah. you read the, read the Bible, always generally you're only reading like 10 verses at a time and there's whole dynamics that you miss by not taking a whole chunk together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost oh, see it as kind of like a Netflix thing where you could have, you know, Stephen one week and looking at Stephen, you know, and then the next mm. one will be looking at Paul and his conversion. I mean, there's so much in it. And it, and I love yeah. the fact that there it'll move from this person. And then you got Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, you then you move to this person. And it's it it's got it's really dynamic in that way. So um, yeah. That said, I, I would also love to see Nehemiah done as well <laughs> because yeah, I just yeah. love re I love reading the book of Nehemiah and like you know people watching him build the wall and they're like oh you know what are you doing you know like they're all kind of yeah, trying, yeah. To, trying to rib him and put him down and whatever and he's like yeah just just does it and he prays and I I just love the book of Nehemiah it's just such a, a kind of a prayer prayer warrior really you know he just keeps going yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. He's, he's very much right place, right time, that chap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, and there's lots of things. I'm, I'm just thinking about that that as well, but but also acts. I was kind of thinking you could do something that, like, you could have 
Luke as the narrator, effectively, he's telling the whole story mm. and he's not in it most of it. But, you know, you, and that gives me an idea of is he just sitting on a bench somewhere talking to someone about this, you know, uh, saying, let me let, tell you the story. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. yeah. Or, and do you do it, period, or do you just for not, just kind of say we're making it contemporary and we're just mm. going to so, so people are just not weirded out by the old old worldliness of it, but it's just it's the story, you know. Mm. Yeah, there are lots of lots of fun things. That I'm, I'm thinking that you, you could do lots of stuff with that. Yeah, I feel like we're going to do all of these things. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that if we don't, someone picks someone out there hears this and goes, "Oh, that's amazing!" I, yes, please. I <laughs> yeah, please, 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 people out there. Yes, yeah, send us a link when you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want to know. Well, um, in playing in the media space, um, uh, one of the things that I have played around with a bit and never never got to fly, um, when I grew up, there were these wonderful things called radio plays. Um, mm. Mm. And then you, I mean, there's everything from Sirius. There's a very famous um, uh, radio play um, uh, of War of the Worlds, which notoriously caused quite significant panic in the English population. Might have been the uh, American population. I, I, I know that. Was, I've heard of that one. I have heard yeah, of that Yeah, because it was it read caused panic. and people thought it was really happening. He did. Yeah. Did. Um, yeah. But on the other end of things, there is The Goon Show, and The Goon Show ran for years and is one of the funniest things to have happened in British comedy, um, and it's just ridiculous sort of surreal humour. Mm. Um, and you uh, people might now be too old to remember the name Spike Milligan and um, Harry Seacombe, but maybe people will remember Peter, Peter Sellers. Mm. Um, but yeah, the three of them doing a radio show together, which was just surreal and bizarre and hilarious. Mm. Um, and we've played around with it. We, we've had scripts that we've used from Beach Mission, which have been sort of, you know, there's one about pirates and there's one about um, uh, sort of a Captain Ray-Ban um, fighting off the evil Zorgons in space and things like that. And we we had this idea of could could we do them as all of them had a a bit of a gospel theme to them. So um the pirate mm. one was actually about the treasure in the field and the the spaceman one was actually about um uh the prodigal son because it was the galactic emperor's son went missing and someone was sent to go and find him. And so and and so I was kind of thinking, could you do those those really simple gospel messages and you end on a Bible verse, but for the most part, it is just like a five-part episode of just this ridiculous story that has all kinds of jokes and fun things in it that you're doing actually on radio, you know. And it might be for a Christian radio station like we have Life FM here or maybe if you did it really cleverly, you could do it on something more of a community radio feeling, you know. But, yeah, that was just an idea we were playing with. Could you do? Could you use a radio as a space for sort of humour and, and put a gospel edge to it, you know. Yeah, look, I have to say I love radio plays because I'm a big talkback yeah. radio listener and yeah. uh, yet probably too late at night sometimes, uh, you know, I listen to uh, them, you know, chat about the different topics and then I might listen to the quiz, you know. Um, I'm sure a yeah. lot of people yeah. around Australia, you know, will know about different shows you can listen to. But in the old days, way way back in uh, the medieval times when I was a child. No, not really. It wasn't that far back. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, you know, the radio play would happen after the talk back. They'd say, okay, and now for an episode of, and, you know, it might be the secret garden. It might be something else. And you, and you would listen fascinated because not only did you have a cast of really good actors and actresses, but it had sound effects. Yeah. And the yeah. sound effects really brought things to life. You know, you'd hear the stream and then you'd hear, uh, you know, the clattering of cup of tea on a plate, you know, and someone would say something in an old English voice and you, you were immediately captivated because it was, it was like watching, you know, Sense and Sensibility or something, but, you know, in the form of, you know, you, you can visualise in your mind these characters. I'm totally on board with what you're saying because... Uh, I would love to see more of that. It would be fantastic. 
is a, it is a weirdly engaging medium. I, th- I think a lot of people, when, when we got television, assumed radio was on the way out, but then they, they forgot that you can't watch a television while you're driving. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I, I have to say I was on the wrong side of history when it came when Kindle came out and I was thinking, uh, it's the end of books, you know, like mm. we're all going to be on, on, you know, Kindle tablets now. Oh, boy, was I wrong, you know, like every airport, yeah. you know, it's they don't have a row of tablets, they've got a row of books, you know. People like that haptic quality of of touching the page. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, there's um I was I was very wrong on that one. I, and uh, you know, in the same way, yeah, radio play, you know, the the art of a good radio play is is certainly certainly there. Wouldn't wouldn't you love to hear that? And and you know, I do wonder if I don't know the rules around streaming, so I don't know how many streaming services allow it, but there's probably something there in the realm of spoken word. As long as music's attached to it or sound effects, you probably could mm. do something on Spotify or do something on uh, one of those channels and put something out that might be a radio play and people could just stream them throughout the day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably a real opportunity there. Uh, I'd have to look into it, but because um, a lot of those, it's quite funny. Uh, I think I think there was a time. Don't quote me on this. There was a time one of the streaming channels were not allowing classical music. I still don't know why that was. I don't know what they had against classical, but there's something about uh, certain things that they only want certain types of music on there. Um, so. Uh, as long as there's openness, I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't have something like that. Uh, no. You know, and even on TV, some people, you know, you, there's so many radio stations on TV. You can listen to the radio through your television, and some people do that. Yeah. So, you know, to have radio plays on there wouldn't be impossible. Well, mm. a couple of other ideas that we, like those are all things I've sort of played around with and we've tried a bit and never got up but a couple of other ones that we played with that I, I like I would love to see this done I've never done any work on it but one we I, I sort of thought a bit about the idea of we've, we've got all these really cool t-shirt um and clothing brands around like if you've ever played around with t-fury or anything like that you get these really clever sort of nerd mashup you know they'll put they'll do a, a doctor who and a star wars kind of <laughs> combination or something that's referencing some pop culture thing and they're just all these really clever funny quirky t-shirts and there's yeah i think Redbubble does them as well but you know, you've, you've got all these interesting little clothing wear that is very um uniquely your character because there's such quirky stuff on there that there's going to be something that suits anyone and mm-hmm. um there is also like out there on the internet at the moment, you've got like whole pages that are like Christian memes. So they'll do Christian stuff, but they'll actually have a, a bit of a joke to it. And it might be a, a like some kind of role-playing reference or it might be a pop culture reference or it might be something like that. Um, uh, and done really respectfully, like in terms of you wouldn't want anything that's just making Jesus seem like an idiot. But um done with a good theological head and a sense of humour, I would love to see um, some really clever sort of um, Christian-themed T-shirts. And they wouldn't have, have to be funny. Um, like, it would be f- fun to have some funny ones. But I also, I've always said um, the Good News Bible, the Valley of Dry Bones Bible verse, mm. um, the Good News Bible has this superb illustration of Ezekiel, um, in with no face, as as that artwork tends to be, just standing in the middle of a valley of bones. And I'd just love to have that on a T-shirt just with Son of Man, Can These Bones Live mm. on the shirt. I want to buy that shirt. Mm. Um, and so you could do really theme, like really strongly evocative and, and sort of characterful and moody ones, um, mm. you know, evoke emotion. I'd love to see some options like that out there. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. and one other thing, I've been playing around a bit. Um, I because of my work, because I thought in a previous job that we would be doing a lot of TikTok talk stuff. I started playing around with TikTok. That never have never eventuated that we used it with work, but um, it it is a bit of a rabbit hole, and it's one of these weird things. There is lots of terrible rubbish stuff on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also learns what you like. And so after a while, when you keep swiping through things, it just kind of goes, okay, he's not into that, so I'm not going to give him that anymore. Yeah. Um, 
but there is it is also one of those spaces where you get these incredible creative minds and you get people doing these superb music things there's a video i absolutely love of someone rapping um uh the dr seuss book mr brown can move and it just i I love it it's just so cleverly done Mm. and i'm like i'd love to see some people like not just saying what's on tiktok let's rip that off but that same sort of this is a space where we can just be creative and invent and come up with ideas that are quirky and fun and clever or musically interesting and things like that. I would love to see some Christians kind of going, all right, I'm, I'm bringing my brain to bear on that space. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, most people, I, I like the term doom scrolling, but, um, you know, most people <laughs> have gone through like looking through different videos or whatever and see, and there's such scope. All, all you need is a phone and, you know, just significant enough lighting that, that people can see you. And then you can, you can do a sketch and, you know, have some different camera angles and that's it. You've, you've got a product you can upload and then, you know, it's yeah. there for everyone. Yeah. TikTok is the perfect place to do dramas for um, if you don't have any friends because yeah. <laughs> if you've ever, if you've ever watched TikTok, there's an awful lot of videos on there that are a like a six part drama where the the one person is playing every part. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's right. Eddie, Eddie Eddie Murphy style. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, there is something that we'd love to share, and that is uh, we did do a bit of a poll, and we were looking at you know what were what were some areas that people would like to see some you know the gospel used in in the arts in Adelaide in different events and different opportunities, and um, there was a bit of a list there of drama and theatre and. Uh, there's an other one, so you could have other if you wanted to choose and, and suggest an idea. But interestingly, the one that got the most attention was the visual one, which was really interesting. Mm. So visual art actually got the most votes. And uh, one of the people who commented on here, um, Hayden Jones, and, I, and Hayden's actually someone I know. And if uh, you're on music, if you're in the music kind of listening area, go to Navy Jones. It's really worth it. He does some incredible stuff, uh, really worth listening to. But Hayden, he uh, suggested, this is his quote, an audio-visual event would be cool, something with a strong narrative, biblically based and similar to the immersive light displays, e.g. Van Gogh, or Van Gogh, I should say, you see in some museums and galleries at times. I thought, oh, absolutely right, because you know, you see those those light exhibits, you know, um, even yeah. uh, at night in the city, you see those amazing, um, you know, light, light exhibits that have set up with all those different lamps and colours and maybe there's something there. And I, and I think he suggests a really good idea, but is there something the church could do? Is there something that we could set up? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, almost, a, almost a mural, but in light. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing around with that kind of thing, and that that also means you can do it in. You can potentially do it in a range of different places. Like rather than just we're doing it here and that's it. It's it's more of a show than a single art piece. That's yeah, and you can match it to music. That'd be that you could do some cool things with that, wouldn't you? I mean, I wonder actually with it if you had a big enough wall and you had a, something that would change so that maybe each week it would be different. You could have I am the light of the world and then have have a, have a Jesus there and, and then, you know, the next one might be a, a different quote or something, uh, you know, have, perhaps have a quote and have a shadow or something, something that would be people could drive past and go, oh, wow, I wonder what it's going to be this week, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Or even getting... Like thinking visually rather than just doing the I'm I'm the light of the world, having oh yeah, if you if you had like Bible verses and then you got someone to without doing the words, do some kind of visual art representation of that idea. Yeah, yeah. So you get someone painting without writing it, what what does the idea of someone saying "I am the light of the world." What what mental image does that give you? Did you see the uh, the Las Vegas the sphere? Uh, I put a put something on the 
on the internet at some point about the in Las Vegas they got this enormous sphere covered in screens and yeah. you can put anything on there you can put like faces or whatever but you too just did a concert inside the sphere so when you're in the uh, audience in the audience you can look up and all 360 degrees around you there are screens so it's one gigantic screen of birds flying around while the music's playing it's just incredible what 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 they've yeah, done wow yeah so lighting is very versatile that's very expensive but uh there's probably some cheaper options but uh yeah I, i'd love to see a church set up a permanent light display and and do something like that as long as we can get past yeah. all those council bylaws and all those things so yeah well i was yeah. just thinking that um when if you're looking for a space that you could project like some kind of art image on churches have some pretty big walls you know yeah yeah oh 100 percent. you know actually just really quickly you've reminded me of something that uh I went to and uh, Jerusha told me about, um, my wife told me about, and that was, uh, there's a church that was in Queensland. So if you're listening in Queensland, you might know about this church. And they used to fit out the whole inside of the church to look like uh, nativity. So they had the shepherds, but all the walls were covered in in timber and whatever, and they made it it just very as genuine as possible to the time. And they had something like 10,000 people go through there um, in a mm. year. It's just, just because it was like an all immersive experience of, of being yeah. there at the nativity. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking into an art piece. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Think outside the box. There's so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Well, I reckon we've covered a, a really significant amount of ground and uh mm. one of the great things that the great joys that we have is not only are we brainstorming about some ideas for adelaide and uh and south australia but uh we'd love to hear you know uh, all of your thoughts as well if you you know if you're listening and you have some ideas about what you could do in your town whether it's a you know whether it's a small town or a large town uh what the opportunities might be for you uh, what are some things you might you might do, uh, you know, wherever you are in the world? You know, what are some things that you might be able to talk to your church community about and some ideas of, of bringing the gospel forward uh, in different uh, scenarios and using different mediums? And, yeah, it's something to really think about. Yeah. And, look, if if anyone, if anyone is listening to these and wants to pinch some of these ideas, um, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, feel free. <laughs> yeah. We would love to see this happen. Yeah, you know, we don't. We're not. We're not looking for royalties. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, that's and in right. fact, if you if someone if someone ends up sort of starting a, a database of Christian scripts online, I've I've got a bunch um, on a on a in a folder somewhere that I can contribute. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like uh, they're packing up the cafe now. They're starting to put all the chairs up, so I guess it's closing time. So thanks, everyone, yeah, for coming, yeah, and uh, we've got to get off these comfy chairs. Yeah, yeah. The, I can see the waitress doing that sort of <laughs> when are you going to move thing. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So we better go through the doors. But uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We we really appreciate your, your listening and uh we are aware of the fact that there's people all over the, the place who, who are listening and uh, we're very excited to hear about what you're doing and uh, we we really uh, hope and pray that uh, whatever your week is like at the moment uh, that uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to yeah to sit and, and reflect uh, not just on what the Lord's done for you and and uh, what might be some opportunities this week to share about him but also maybe some reflection time on, uh, you know, is, is there something that, that might be an optional, uh, you know, opportunity that you could be looking into for uh, sharing the gospel using the arts, you know, sharing about Jesus in, in an artistic way. Maybe there's something out there that, that you've been thinking about that, that you go, well, maybe maybe I could try this. And, hey, look, if you're from somewhere far from Adelaide, um, feel free to let us know what has in the past or at present been happening in your city you know let us know if there's things that are quite different that you're like i think these guys would appreciate this we'd love to hear what's happening elsewhere yeah 
Oh, Lucky, can I, can I um, ask you to pray for people and then we'll, we'll wrap up? With pleasure. Lord, thank you so much for um, everything you give us. Thank you for the gift of creativity, the way you make our brains so that we can invent and innovate and come up with stuff. And we just pray that you would, um, yeah, just help us to be creative, help us to serve you in ways um, that are unexpected, um, that uh, reach people in in unexpected ways. Um, We just pray that um, people would have ideas and have opportunities to be able to make them happen. And, yeah, Lord, that you would just be um, blessing your message and letting it come out through different people in, in a multitude of interesting and strange ways. And we just pray that you'd be blessing each and every one uh, of us that's, that listens to this. Um, yeah, please just be looking out for us and making sure your words get out there, your your message gets out there and your truth gets out there. Mm. Lord, we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone, and the Lord bless you this week.